podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello listeners, welcome to the 5 Plant Podcast. Hey! Part 153. Oh, wow. Sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector with a... K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. Why have Vector, we will. Why have Vector gone first again now? Just like to mix it up. Oh, okay. Yeah? JCIS not? guy, I uh, bumped into him the other day at the, at the ground. Tall, tall chap. Okay. Tall chap, yeah. yeah. I, I was on my knees at the time, I hasten to add. Whoa, we whoa, did not. We were just getting money <laughs> okay. from this podcast. Let's oh, I've fallen, I've fallen over. Oh, I see. Fallen over. Yeah. Well, I knew they're sponsoring us, but wow, well, there's no way yeah. Let's <laughs> move on. Uh, those voices are Kevin Day. <laughs> Hello. And James Endicott. Hello. And Andy Street, back on the podcast. Hello. I've not filleted any consultants or brand image oh. <laughs> Okay, we're going to pretend that didn't happen. Um, of Vector, mate, your carpet, no burns. <laughs> Chaps, let's talk about Palace um, before we get sued. Um, defeat at home to West Ham this week. Um, bit of a frustrating game. Mm. The big talking point was Dwight Gale's red card just before half time. Um, the right decision or harsh on the Palace striker? Look, I know Mark Clattenburg's a good referee because I've seen him at other Premier League grounds being a good referee, but. He's clearly got a problem with Sellers Park. I don't know if he gets lost. I don't know if it's because he's from Newcastle and part. I don't know, but he's, he's, somebody should have said to Dwight Gale and the other Palace players, "Look, Clattenburg's one of those refs. It always has, you know, has a degree of difficulty to our games. Uh, so be on your metal. Maybe not get involved in a high-profile tussle with their goalkeeper every time he had the ball. Possibly well done on getting the penalty, but maybe not stand in front of Kebai twice." certainly don't do a really bad foul and certainly just before half time don't give Clattenburg any excuse to send you off and it, to be honest it was, it was an accident waiting to happen somebody should have stopped, somebody should have took him to one side hmm. Gale looked wound up the whole game he looked right from the start he, he looked, looked like his head head wasn't really in it well do you know what it's interesting it's frust- where, where I'm sitting at the moment in the old stand is frustrating because it's quite low down you don't get a sense of the the pattern of the game mm. developing but you do get details and one of which that Kibai looked knackered halfway through the first half he looked partly because of the amount of work he had to do but partly Gale was just, I don't know whether somebody said to Gale, this is your big chance, but he was putting the effort in, which is fine, but it was just misjudged effort. And you, at the time, I was really crossed with Clattenburg, but when you see it again, you think, well, yeah. I, it was, it, it I was, don't think he had any choice. I as a referee, he didn't have any choice. It, it, it's one of those, you can't afterwards, as a manager, say, spoil the game. It's one of those where it could have been yellow-carded for encroaching twice, because frankly, the, he should have made him take that penalty a second time again, Yeah. because he was just as far yeah. in the penalty box. 
he, he wouldn't keep away from their goalkeeper. I mean, three or four times he was up, he was on their goalkeeper trying to, and that he just made himself high profile. He, he did look like Adrian visible. was winding him up it, though, yeah, as well. He was, well, but yeah. still, but you know, regardless of that, if he if he was, it worked. And the fact is that it, it was a nothing situation. The minute to go to half time, bloke was dawdling on the ball. For some reason, they decided to press him, and we had to be doing. And he gave Clattenburg a really easy decision to make. And when you see it, his foot comes down on top of him. And, and yeah, you could argue he should have maybe given him the benefit of the doubt. But And if it had been only his first or second foul, he probably would have done. But he'd made a nuisance of himself all the way through. And it was just, you know, as for, there's no point apologising. No point going on Twitter saying, I'm really sorry. Because ultimately, you've cost us three it points. Was, it yeah. was frustratingly obvious that it was going to happen, yeah. to be honest. From almost the moment the game started, Gale looked out of sorts and he just and I think that thing about you saying he'd been told that this was his chance it almost like he went on there thinking this is my chance and I'm going to put myself about and that's what it felt like and I, I can understand his frustration because there were times when I mean we played some really good football but there were little spells where we were just hoofing long balls up to him a couple of times when people were looking up and trying to find him and I know he can flick the ball on, but he was clearly you could see if we could see he was frustrated it's a bit annoying that the management team didn't see he was frustrated and, and even I'm not saying take him off in the first half but just get a word onto him just, just get something to calm him down it's one of those you know Murray was sent off against West Ham away from similar sort of thing he's just yeah, a, 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 an attacker makes a tackle there's no need there's just no need for it that was the problem hmm. it's pointless the game was filtering out petering out to there was a, I, I, at the time I, I remember thinking well, that first one was was actually possibly bad enough for a red. The first one was a bad tackle. But when you when I watched it back on goals on Sunday, um, he actually gets his foot on the ball, and uh, his foot sort of rolls off the top of the ball into Payet's ankle. So I mean, it's it's reckless. It's still a bit reckless, but arguably that's that's. Could be deemed unlucky, couldn't he? Yellow card. Yeah. I mean, it's a yellow card. Come on, he's, he's you'd be annoyed if, if if somebody did that to us. You'd be annoyed if they didn't get a yellow card. Well, we were like it, people will have a go about the inconsistency with the, the Cockland situation a few weeks back, but we were all spitting feathers. <coughs> Pardon me, and I, I, I just was there too. Um, when when Cockland wasn't sent off, when he put in you know two or three yeah. similar challenges to that which Gail put in for his, his second yellow, I, I don't really think anyone can have any complaints about. It. I've, I've seen some people. You know, debating the semantics of uh, yellow card offences today, and looking at the letter of the laws of the game and, and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, he caught him quite badly on the first challenge, albeit that he's rolled over the top of the ball. But that indicates of itself that he's probably out of control. And then the second one, he catches him on the top of his boot. And in, in either situation, he's given the referee an easy decision to make. Um, you know, had had it been for one of those sort of really innocuous trips where you don't even mean to take the man, or you know, the slightest pull of the shirt, or something like that, then yeah, you'd be getting really quite annoyed as a, as a fan about it. But I don't really see how you can complain too much. I think I think there is an argument we had about yellow cards and the fact that you get the same punishment for a handball as you do for a fairly bad tackle. I think that is an argument for another day. But you can see why Clattenburg, Clattenburg body language in it. Basically, saying to you, I've got no choice. I've got, mm. what, why did you do that? Yeah, you know, and it, and yeah, so the, the player kind of drew the ref's attention to it. We did catch him on top of it. It was in the cold light of day. That's what made me really cross because initially you treat your reaction that you're disgusted at Clatterbo, and you look at it and you go, oh, actually. And he knew himself it was a stupid change. He knew himself as soon as he his reaction. His, 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 his reaction was just it was just it was just like a child who knew he'd done too much. And all the other players on the pitch as well. He yeah, wanted yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. He, if if I hide my face behind 
my shirt, nobody will know that I'm here type of thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was a little you bit... You can't see me. Yeah, you can't see me, so I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, yes, my, my wife, Jill, you know, f- oh, I feel sorry for him. No, I don't feel sorry for him. Guy's an idiot for doing it, let's be honest. Professional footballer. But, well, yeah, but again, somebody, there is that thing, somebody needs to take him to one in the heat of the moment. But mm. it's just, that's what annoyed It's so... You forgive any player if it's a last man who's doing anything mm. in the heat at the moment, but it, it was just so quiet. There was nothing, to, there was no noise from the crowd at the time. The player had the ball, the ref was looking at his watch. It's just somebody wanted to draw attention to the fact that he was putting the effort in. Mm. And it was just. It, it was I mean, there was obviously something wrong with them. I mean, I think the, the main thing that stuck out for me was when Kabai took that first penalty and he just. What was he doing? Ran in like he was yeah, Usain yeah. Bolt. Yeah. I mean, what was he trying? I mean, what was he trying to achieve by that? I mean, that's well. Not only was he in front of because initially, because again, Clattenburg's one of those refs. I just don't like. I'm not prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt. And of course, he's a very good ref. He gets the best games, but we have these irrational things. So my initial response was, "Oh, it's just he really doesn't want us to score." But then you go, "Oh no, fair enough. He was in, <laughs> he was in front of Kabai, let alone the ref." <laughs> and the second time, he was in the box again. Clattenburg must have gone, oh, "We'll be here all night if we keep." Doing it. <laughs> but he could easily have given him a second yellow for, for yeah, he could, yeah. intruding. In, Intruding again for to be My only other, the only consolation this week is I was really delighted at the end of the Scotland France game. It's this, this whole rugby thing unravel, <laughs> this whole respect for the referee nonsense that they keep going on about, and they're all shouting and screaming about it. it was a terrible decision. Why was there no TMO? So that was that cheered me up a little bit in terms yeah. of referees. All this whole they put their hands behind their backs and say, "Sir." You know, it's been <laughs> a bad week for yeah. for Palace yeah. when you're taking your consolation. Yeah, it was a Scotland rugby match. Well, it was a fight. The thing is, it was a, it was such a. It was a frustrating thought. I mean, the thing I think we should bear in mind that West Ham's away record is astonishing. Mm-hmm. They were good, West Ham. They were one of the best teams we've were seen. Were they the best season. team we've seen? I, thought, I, I think yeah. they're as good as Man City were easily. I thought first half coming forward, albeit I thought Zahar and Balassi just, again, they just weren't in it defensively. That was, they were I, felt, I felt really sorry for Kelly and Suarez. I thought Kelly actually did a really good job because he was in right front and Kelly defended really well but if you're double teamed all the time if, if you're sometimes 2-3 against 1 what else what can he do because Balassi only intermittently came back mm. and that meant that a couple of times Kelly would win the ball he had Balassi was in space up ahead but same as Suarez it was a hard just switched off all the time defensively all the time and, and to the extent that we were discussing after half an hour, as we talked on the pod before about Pardew making big decisions in the first mm. half I could see Zahar being taken off because he just a he wasn't influencing the game up front, and B he just wasn't doing enough defensively. And and the, McArthur and, and Kabai were getting swarmed all over as well. They were really good going forward. Mm. West Ham. I thought Wilfred really did okay going forward. He seemed to create a few I chances. I mean, he was out muscled a little. Because I was genuinely, I was actually yeah. a bit surprised when he went off at half time. But I wasn't just for the strength, but also the decision making in the box as well. Again, it's just. They've got to sort it out. The amount of times we well, get in the box. The amount of times we got in the box in the first half and we just right. dribbled it rather than passing it. Yeah. Well, there was one with Gale, wasn't there, yeah. where he came across and he sort of spun and didn't know what to do yeah. with it and then it fell to punch and he didn't really have the conviction. So It was a very frustrating first half and it was end-to-end stuff and it was exciting for the neutral. West Ham were a good team. We gave us good, if not better. You know, it was great. Yeah. But, you know, we, 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 it's, it just comes back to that point we're missing that centre-forward. I mean... All I mean, putting Gales whatever aside, there's just something. There's something when we get to that final third, when it's not going right. We just there's something. There's a lack of creativity there. Sometimes I mean, I know we've got Blasting and Zahara who are amazing, but you need somebody in the middle as well. I think, I think it, it really showed up to me on Saturday. I, I think I was I was still thinking we were right to sell Murray, but for the first time on Saturday, I didn't really have an argument for those Palace fans who said afterwards. If Murray was there, mm. he would have played. That he would have been a much better option because that's the thing that Gale was really ineffective at what he was being asked 
to do. We've had this, how many times have we had this conversation on the pod about Gale? And I really like him. I mean, he's a really good player, but he's not suited to that lone striker role. He's just he's just not. He either plays off a, a, a centre forward, which no one does anymore, or he's got to be one of the front three. And he's Pardew's so not. Where does, where does it so kind of leave Gale then? Because Pardew's been very clear that Gale is the guy he wants to try out with no Wickham at the moment. So what what, what do we do with him? I, I think well I mean it, it depends how fit Wickham is basically but I mean this is Pardew's he's got no choice now but to try other options Bamford clearly isn't an option to the extent that Chelsea have asked for him back mm-hmm. if he's not getting first team football I don't know what we, I don't know what the answer is unless you play Seco up front I think you'll probably end up seeing Campbell start the next few games do you think um, so? yeah well I don't think Wickham will be back any time Seco immediately Seco Seco he's he's sort of experimented about hasn't he with Sacco and Balassi playing the role completely up top so far this season and for me I mean I, I think we've looked fairly dysfunctional as a front four quite often this season I think it's only been the dynamism at the base of the midfield that's made us probably look a lot better and no matter what combination we've been picking it seems to be the only when we had Wickham up there that we've looked particularly fluid in that game against Chelsea but, but even then you know you're taking a sample size of, of one match there so I think the hope will probably be that if he plays Campbell, Campbell will at least you know put in a higher level of work rate than Bamford will, who just seems to be attitudinally all over the place from what we've seen so far. Mm. And other than those two, there's not really anyone else there in the absence of Gale mm. being suspended. And Gale hasn't really proved himself there. You know, much as I, I like watching him when he gets on the ball, he's got ability. You know, he, he's not bad with his first touch. He, he can find a man occasionally. It's just the speed of thought and the ability to read the game. A few. Sort of moves ahead, and you can quite often see it. There'll be times where he won't actually anticipate where the ball's going to drop. When it does come to him, if he's you know in a bit of space, he'll find the target or he'll put it in. But he just he doesn't have the ability to drop deep and receive the ball off the player playing at number ten. He just he's just not all there as a Premier League striker. And I think part of the manner in which he reacted on Saturday, yeah, it's partially you know uh, sort of an eagerness to try and prove himself but it's also probably frustration because he's not he doesn't see much of the ball in Premier League yeah. matches yeah. well also ironically he's actually quite good in the air for his size he is yeah but then there's no one else there's no one he, there's a couple of really good flicks he run but there's no one following well, up shouldn't but, that be the wingers well it should be but uh, and again, for all that I mean it's clearly a problem and that's one of the issues with decision making in the box is that the midfield centre two aren't piling forward as much as you'd like to see them do so the options are mm. a little bit limited but Having said that, and for all that West Ham are really good, I think we probably would have won that game if we'd if we'd stuck with eleven men. We were, as, I mean, they were probably the best team I've seen at Pacello's part this season. But we we were as good as them nearly. Oh yeah, and that was, and that was given the fact that we weren't. That's nowhere near as well as we played. Mm. And, and we certainly what we didn't do in the West Brom game. We played for the whole ninety minutes. We only played in fits and starts against West Ham. And that's partly mm. down to them. But when we did play, we were, we were equally as good as. As they were and in, in most teams off, in the pitch. We were, actually, we were solid. We almost went yeah, back yeah, to sort yeah. of Pulis ball a little bit, but yeah, we were solid, yeah, hard to break down. Yeah. And actually, and West Ham fans will hate to hear this, but yeah. it was only when they brought on Carroll and went direct and yeah, went yeah. a bit more big Sam yeah. that they actually got their second goal. It's, and the thing is, as well, as one of the journalists pointed out, the difference between Carroll and Gale. Carroll's aggressive, but within the rules of the game, he puts himself about, but he's sensible enough to know that he's a big lad to referees will always be looking at him. Mm. And he, and I, was, about, I was a little bit frustrated with the second half, to be honest, because I felt. I felt we just, I felt we sat back too early, too quickly, and I, we almost thought, right, this is it, and we're not going to. I just felt with the amount of speed and the amount of creativity we do have, mm. I just thought we should have tried a little bit to get up there. Is it too, is a little it bit too to get risky, though, with Dan's team? No, it's only one man down. 
Only one man down. When it's a striker down. And I, 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 just, I, felt, I just felt we just thought, right, let's just, right, we've only got 10 men, we're not going to move. But let's see, we know the players are used to that. They know they can go back to that defensive. I just thought we... They've played I it just, before, it's worked in the past. It has, it has. It's like I, just, I beat, just felt yeah. it was almost like that was it. There, was, there, was, there wasn't, there was not that chance of going on the break. It almost felt like we, we're not even going to try it. Mm, let's I, just yeah. try and sit back. And I could, I could understand it, but obviously in the end we got caught out. And I was, you know, and maybe... I don't know. I just felt a little bit. I just felt we could have tried a little Did bit. Well, that second goal was inevitable. No, well, it was inevitable. But I, I, I felt we. Sh- I really do feel as though we should have tried to go, try to go at them a little bit in the second half. I, I, I really I, do. I felt that quite early on they, they looked like they decided that one all would be a hero yeah, result. Exactly, and yeah, I just this would be a really good result. And, yeah. and, and, and yes, and it, it would have been. It would have been. We, it would have been. Got it, but, yeah. but I just felt we could have been slightly more cavalier. You know, we, we, we always a bit more maverick. A little bit more, a little maverick, as Mister Pardew keeps saying. I mean, even with yeah. ten men, yeah. we, we, there were some skillful players on that pitch. That can that, speaking know. of a skillful player. Um, Jason Punchin again, a, a bit of an underwhelming performance. What, what's the deal with him at the moment? I wouldn't like to say what was deal with him because he's clearly one of our most talented footballers and has proved himself time and time again since he's come here but there's no doubt that he hasn't been up to the usual standard so far this season for me um, or even for Palace and I can't quite afford his weekly wages yet, yet but, you know, yeah. <laughs> every time he's around here he's great for me oh, he makes a great cup of tea he, he uh, really and it, it, in some ways I think it's been one of the reasons why we've looked a little bit dysfunctional at that front four because he's not been operating at the same sort of level that he was last season he's not been linking you know the two guys at the base midfield and finding the wingers quite as readily as, as he was and you know players do players do fall out of form it, it does happen and maybe it's just one of those things that he needs to play himself back he in he only plays in the second half of the season well, he started yeah, last season poorly yeah, as well yeah, didn't he you yeah, know, it's, it's his thing isn't but it but he's still having said that he's still, he's still better than he was this time last I mean he's it, we're noticing it because he has been so good recently mm. I think it's possibly because he's not top dog, because he's not the one making decisions, possibly, yeah. because Kavai is the one calling the game, uh, whereas Punching very much was the one making sort of creative decisions for most of the second half mm-hmm. of last season. I don't know. I mean, he's, 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 he's supposed to be quite a volatile, emotional character, which is good as well as bad, but it's you need to ask I'm only a pub psychologist really. I'm a very good pub psychologist, but <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, I've it's, heard that rumour. It's also qualified. It's also quite... It's interesting because we, we, the system is slightly different. We're not quite playing with them. You know, you, you mentioned earlier on about <coughs> Kabai looking tired after 20 minutes, yeah. and he was he would look tired in the second half as well. The international break is, I mean, having these players because he played for France, didn't he? The he did, break. Yeah. So, do you think that had an effect on him? Or not? I don't well, know. I mean, he did just seem a little bit not out of sorts because he's still an amazing player, but just did, he seemed lacking in energy a little bit. Well, I thought. Well, as I said, the one good thing about where I'm sitting, you don't get the big picture, but you do see them close up. I mean, defensively, he really worked hard in that oh, yeah, first yeah. half. He really worked hard, but at the end of the first half, he looked like he was struggling a little bit. He just looked, he looked shattered. To he honest. did. He looked. He, he looked, looked tired. tired. He looked really tired, and he wasn't. You could see he wasn't. Which is why he obviously came off as well. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he was winning the ball. He was making tackles. He was making interceptions, but he wasn't getting on the ball as, as he has done in the past. He wasn't having. Mm-hmm. Partly because of the way West Ham played, and again, I think we should not beat ourselves up too much because West Ham away from home. Yeah, they've beaten Man City, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Liverpool yeah, and Palace. Top and, four. And, yeah, yeah, and and Bilic was. Clearly, really delighted with it. John Cleese, you mean? It, oh, yeah. How much like John Cleese was he? Yeah, yeah. Really? He was. He was acting like John Cleese. His legs, his yeah. arms. When I say John Cleese, I mean Basil Fawlty rather than okay. John Cleese. Yeah. He looked quite mad. I, was, I, was, I thought he was quite entertaining. 
But he was clearly over the moon with. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Do you not notice that? It's very, very funny. <laughs> he was clearly over the moon with the result, though. Well, he called it their best result. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a compliment to us. Yeah, and it was good. But not see, three points. And there was part of me that was pleased to see Victor Moses playing well. Yeah, but not a score. Not a score. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, again, it's like the Man City game or the Spurs game. It's a game where we've we've been this the second best team in the game, yet we've not been out of the game for large periods of it, still in it up until the end. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. It was like Man City. I wouldn't say we were the second best team. I think I thought we deserved more out of the Man City think, game yeah, than we did on Saturday. Yeah, okay, but yeah, maybe possibly, maybe yeah. maybe Spurs is a better comparison. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. We've not. We've, we're still yeah. this this Palace team still stays in game. We, we don't get. Yeah, we don't get completely overrun no, or trounced or anything, do we? So that's that's still positive. Well, we, and, and we do have to put this all into context. You know, had had I been on the pod just after the West Brom game, when I'm sure we we're all being effusive in our praise of well, yeah. the Palace for yes, keeping we on going, yeah, 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 for popping up with a goal, and you know, a week later, and we're all probably about to slag off Balassi for having a fairly anonymous game against the team where he probably yeah. needed to show up and Sacco who came on and showed that his first touch is every inch of the man he's looking a little bit short of sort of match sharpness and everything so you know we, we do have to put it in context and West Ham are a very good side yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Oh, they will trouble all, the top top six or seven this season I, I would have thought I'd, I'd hope people listening realise this is all in the context of we are a yeah. good side and, and but that's the first time that we've looked exposed for a, a few weeks and, and you know it's always easier doing a negative pod than it is doing a positive <laughs> oh don't get me wrong I'm loving this watch that wasn't here last week but, yeah, for the most part there, there, there are things we did very well in that game and it, it did basically turn on one decision well one player's behaviour yeah or decision basically. by game yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, in the cold light of day the worrying thing is that still the home form isn't yeah, what it, it shouldn't it be it's what been it should against be. some tough, we've had some tough that's teams. true and, and the encouraging thing is that we are picking up points against teams that in the past we've struggled against against mm. the lower teams which is mm-hmm. which I think we will carry on doing mm. and again we'd, we'd, if we'd won that game to go six in the Premier League we'd be over the moon and yeah. well, we this, are kind of nitpicking a little bit because yeah. we, well, these, are, these are glory days but, but also yeah. our analysis is, is relative to how players are getting on and where they're doing and where this team is progressing yeah. quickly mm. you know, and, it, and it, doing better than last season but also we are now nine games into the season and traditionally people always say right, nine or ten games to ten games really yeah, is when ten, you look yeah, at yeah. the table and that's when it starts to take shape and we're even whatever happens next week we're still going to be in top half oh yeah yeah we're absolutely. still going to be better than well, we thought no, aren't absolutely, we? Yeah, yeah. also if you remember um, Damien when he was on the podcast uh, Damien Hay Damien uh, <laughs> Irish fella <laughs> tattoos Delaney when he was taking amusingly taking Rob to task for being posh and Scottish mainly it's him but remember he talked about Pardew had broken, it, broken the season down into blocks of six mm. uh, so this is the second block of six basically so the last three games we've won two and lost one mm. so that's right, got okay, to be right. so, see what I mean so, yeah, that's, so that's got to be yeah. yeah that's progress yeah and we're already if we're nine games in we're, we're nearly a quarter of the way through the season Already? Is that right? My yeah, maths yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. maths is right. Yeah. Quarter plus 20, 30, 30 games. 36, yeah, yeah. So that's 36. Is we're yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost. And we're sixth on the table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it, it's, a, it's yeah. a game of six halves. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I think we all we all acknowledge that, and we yeah. all there is. But I mean, I think for this, the more pessimistic Palace fans, there's a certain amount of relief. Well, know, we're all pessimistic. To to, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, the very nature of being a Palace fan. Yeah, but there are there are we're not scoring enough goals for the amount of possession we get up. Yeah, in the, it, that's that's simple. But then we that, knew before start of season striker was an yeah, issue yeah. for us, and here we are. Yeah, nine games in, it still is. Yeah, and it, and Bamford still remains a slightly odd, an, well, odd, an odd acquisition. 
don't well, think it was, it was, it was, it was an odd acquisition when we got it. I don't That's think what I mean. It, 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 was, it, was, odd, it was odd, and it remains odd. And it's particularly given that we will have paid a, a not insubstantial loan fee to get him in from Chelsea. Yeah. And people go on about the fact that we sort of recouped some money for, for Glenn Murray, but why sell Glenn Murray for a certain yeah, amount if you're going to have to then spend a, a portion of that immediately to bring in yeah. Patrick Bamford, who was completely unproven at this yeah. level? And it can't help Bamford that all the papers are reporting that Chelsea are going to take him back if he doesn't. Yeah. play more first team football and it's clearly a reason why he's not playing more first team football because Pardew as we've seen in the past Pardew happy to give people chances mm. and Bamford's not even getting the chance in the yeah well especially if you're then if you're losing strikers and then Balassi and Sacco are getting chances ahead of you yeah, and you yeah, are yeah, a striker yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's round off part one then any any positives um, as in any players performances on Saturday that stuck out that you thought had particularly good games Dan I thought played well yeah I thought both centre backs I thought yeah, both centre backs played well I think Hangeland Hangeland is fast becoming a legend mm. yeah because again it's one of those games where we've talked about the West Brom game and the Watford game and some people very very negative how well you know, they played into his hands yeah, big, he's alright against big centre forwards but you know, West Ham had a very mobile strike force and I thought Hangeland dealt with it Really well. I thought both. I thought Kelly was really good. To be perfectly, I thought. I don't think the back four can really. You can criticise any of the back four or the keeper. Mm. It's just we had a slight off day on the rest of the pitch, but still did all right. Their first shot came day. from Wilf, not really tracking his yeah. Yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, to be fair, there was a little ten-minute spell when they had three or four crosses that went right across the front of the goal and they could have scored. Then two of those were going from Zahar, not mm. not tracking. But he just gets bored when he. He tracks back to the halfway line and then suddenly sees Kayla the Eagle somewhere at the back of the stand. Can we just have a a quicker mention to um, Ninja, who came on the second half? Melee. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And then completely lost his man for the second goal. Yeah. Well, he, he, um, he, he didn't look very fit to me, to be honest. Right. It looked like he put a little bit of weight on. Mm-hmm. Had a few barbecues over the summer, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Ninja. Just thought I'd mention great the old Ninja. Band, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great headband. Don't know why. Didn't. Don't think he needed it. <laughs> don't think he <laughs> needed not? it. Maybe around his beard, but not around his yeah. head. But yeah, so nice to see Ninja back after twenty well, years. Proof that they, you know, proof we've said before on the pod. Proof yeah. that there will be roles for them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. As and when. Okay, let's wrap up part one there. Then um, in part two, we got questions uh, from our listeners. So join us in a bit. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Pod one five three, sponsored by JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com and Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector Weather. Okay, okay. Uh, he switched it up again, didn't he? He has, hasn't he? Okay. Um, our first question is from Darren DC Chandler. Oh, hi, oh, Darren. Hi, Darren DC. He says, if Fraser Campbell does the same thing as Gale on Saturday, does he get off as lightly as Gale? As Gale is not off lightly. No, he got sent off. That's not Gale. I think he means with the Palace fans. I think he's had quite a lot of criticism from Palace fans, actually. I think he's had a heck of a lot of criticism from around the people I sat. I would say 25% of people like Fraser Campbell and 75% think he's not a Premiership footballer. uh, So you're talking about Gale getting criticism? I'm saying, would Campbell. You you said he's had a lot of criticism, but do you mean Campbell has had or Gale has had? Would Gale have the same amount were he to be sent off? Yeah, I think Gale, I think initially. Uh, the criticism of Gale didn't start till people had actually seen it 
on TV. Most people were talking about the injustice at half-time. I, I, yeah, because from where I was, it, it, it looked like injustice, it looked harsh, but it's only when you see it again that you kind of have to reluctantly agree mm. that... I don't... It's, I don't... I think... I think everyone recognises that Campbell and Galen are not instinctively Premier League players. I, I'm trying to find a nice way of... Put it's hard, but that, yeah. Glenn Murray wasn't either to an extent. But you know, mm. Murray proved himself, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Think? But I mean, Campbell's had even less chance to prove himself than. than did Musa get sent off against West Ham last season? He did. At, at at home game. Yes, he yeah. did. And there wasn't a great deal of criticism for him. But I mean, I That's suppose you earned it. He did score two goals. He did score two goals, and we did. And we win. won. And we did win. Well, Gale did yeah. earn the penalty on Saturday. He did. No, that's true. That, we can't. We yeah. shouldn't forget that. And he, he definitely earned it. He definitely looked for it. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah. It, it was very good forward play. It was very good forward play. Initially, I thought he dived. I don't think yeah. he died, but I think he definitely went for the penalty. We and didn't. you know, but respect to him because I thought that was a very good player. And it was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it definitely it was, was a penalty, penalty. But he made sure it was a penalty, which that's what he should have I think, I'm I'm not, I think yeah. actually, I think we should we should have pointed that out. We didn't, did we? Yeah, he did win the penalty. No, he, he definitely yeah. won it. Definitely. Yeah. Which is maybe why he was so excited that he wanted to be part of the penalty. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'd forgotten maybe he wanted Maybe Maybe he thought he was taking it as well. But in answer to the question, I think anybody who does what Gale did would get. Criticism, really? Would I think yes? So. Yeah, I, think I, I do. I, I really do. I think even if I think any of our players did that, however much you love them all, I think you just got it was it was very immature. Jules, I thought. Jules. Well, Jules wouldn't, Jules wouldn't, wouldn't do it, Jules wouldn't do it because yeah. he's a goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, unless Jules had won the penalty, the unlikely, the unlikely <laughs> scenario that he'd won the penalty. No, really. I just, I think yeah. anybody, I just think, why have you done that? Yeah. I mean, it, it may be slightly. Well, it's also out of character with us recently as well because we have been discipline's been quite good mm. recently. We haven't been. There were times under Warnock when there were a few rush challenges going. And again, Murray getting sent off at West Ham was a classic example of, you know, Murray miscontrolled it mm-hmm. and then should have let it go. But it was a classic example of going, oh, crikey, I've made a mistake. I'm yeah. Better, yeah. You know, it's like, I need to look like I'm doing something. But it's, yeah, Murray, Gay will never be as big a hero as Murray. You know, Murray's a legend, so he wasn't mm. going to get criticised as much as mm. Gay was. Okay, well, the next question is... That's a good question. From it was a good question uh, from Mike Cooling. Hi Mike. Mike. Hi Mike. So it's good evening panel. Um, what is How it? How does he know it's evening? That's spooky. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Oh Mike. Why is he watching? Because JD's sleeping during the day usually. Oh fair point. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. says, "What is it that makes <laughs> Palace strikers always overdo it when playing West Ham?" Oh, we're, we're, we're just talking about yeah. yeah. Murray. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Going a bit crazy. Give us a call uh, five minutes ago, Mike. We might have cared about your question. <laughs> The rest of us don't Moving agree on. with that point. It's, I think it's just coincidental. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, also, remember, somebody else made this point. You remember uh, under Pulis when we beat them 1 0 and Schumach scored? In arguably one of the most dreary, it was a Monday night, it was a dreadful game of football between two teams who looked like they were going to struggle for the rest mm. of the season. And then you can compare that from both sides' point of view to the the entertainers like you said yeah, the, the it, was. It, was really good, it was a really good game two teams that actually would want to go forward and want to play football and although arguably then shows that both teams needed that gritty sort of uh, industrial type football for a period because you, yeah. you, you watched the, the match on Sunday and Norwich who tried to play a quite open expansive game got absolutely smashed again Yeah, and um, looked like they could concede a hat for just about any given yeah. moment this season so well, yeah, so did Newcastle. That shows so that, show that we progressed, but yeah, I, I yeah, guess it also shows that if you're going to consolidate in that league, you do need to play in a certain way, I suppose. Yeah. 
which we know which we know the team can do yes yeah. okay this question I'm just going to throw it out there oh god from okay. Z-Ro hi Z hi, hi Z. Z-Ro says has Gale played his I mean, last game Z-Ro or Z-Ro well, is it are you, you going to say as Gail Payne is yeah I was halfway pass? through the, the question that anyway. is a ridiculous question um, just we've zero. only got two strikers come he hasn't played his last game no he hasn't no I mean we're we're Wickham uh, to be fit and Shamak not to have half a hamstring between two legs then perhaps he might have played his last game for Palace but I think he might have started his last game for a while I suspect Depend, um, depending on, I suspect depending injuries. on who we get in. If you, if this question was asked in the middle of January, I might say yes. I mean, it depends who we get in in January, but I don't think Pardew. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm guessing he likes him. Uh, Alan Pardew likes him. He's also quite ruthless. Is Pardew? Like you look at yeah. when Jednat was a little bit irresponsible at Upton yeah, Park yeah, yeah. and absolutely smashed Saka in the face. Yeah, and then it, how he re- reacted when he, he felt that early in the season whether rightly or wrongly that McCarthy let him down a little bit with yeah, some of his performances yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd so think twice so about dropping him and not bringing him back ever again I, I think we haven't seen much evidence of Pardew's ruthless side but I think he may think that Gale's had an opportunity to prove himself and hasn't taken it hmm. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be massively Ooh. depending on who we get in I wouldn't be massively surprised if he gets shipped out in the, in January really yeah because I'd, I'd He's a, he's a, uh, we've had, we, he's one of those players we talk about, it's like Cameron Jerome, we talk about Gale every single, every single yeah. pod, and yeah. I do like him, but he just, we can't seem to, he's a square peg that we can't find a square well, hole yeah. to fit into, and mm. the fact is that, as each game goes on that he plays in, he's not, yeah, it's all it's it, all very awful part of you to say if he'd scored those two chances against Watford he'd be man of the match but he didn't we, we're not creating enough chances to be to be able to have strikers who don't take them when we get them is the problem mm-hmm. it also doesn't no. it doesn't feel like you don't uh, when the ball's bouncing around the box or someone's going down the wing you don't necessarily feel massively confident that there's a time when Murray's gone out run last season you kind of felt like we were going to score every time we went forward you know, QPR at home, we scored like every chance we yeah. had. But at the moment with Gale, it doesn't really feel like that kind of edge is there, does it? The goal Murray scored for Bournemouth against Man City, which didn't come out of a lot, but it's, it involved him holding off two mm. defenders, creating space for his own shot. And again, I'll go back to, I am still think it's the right thing to do to sell him, but we haven't got a player without Wickham who gives us that option, and Gale certainly doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. In answer the question, I don't think so. it will be his last game, but... Um, well, no, we've got ten games until the transfer window opens, yeah. and he's only ineligible now for one of them. So you think yeah. that, as I say, unless something tra- changes drastically with the two injured strikers, then he, he will. He hasn't helped himself. Well, he's, he's obviously not. But I don't think himself. it's as ridiculous a question. as you It's not. No, I think the question is more of a debate yeah, starter than yeah, an actual yeah. genuine question. But, but anyway, it works. Exactly. Good debate, and I'm yeah. rethinking my initial. Shock and horror at the question. Well, there you I go. Mean, I've, I've slightly backtracked, and well, now I'm thinking about it. Good, thank you. Story of my life, actually. Rushing into things when I shouldn't. Well, it's in, but you're not going about time for that. We've got time for that. We've been married twenty years now, so it's twenty-four yeah. years, mate. It's also interesting that the the. The fewer games we can play for us, the better player he seems to be becoming. In yeah. our, <laughs> in our head. He's, he's our saviour. He's our saviour. Yeah. I've told you what this is called. I haven't even seen him play in a palace called yeah. Matt Parsons syndrome. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah it's an yeah. actual thing. It's a medical, medical yeah. uh, condition. Ailment, if you will. Um, okay. Thank you, Z. Rose. Zed. Zed. Zed Rowe. For that question. And the next one is from David Fraser. Hi, David. Hi, David. This is one for you guys. Because it's. Is it about the same as he says? Alan Will. 
He says, is Marilyn Shamak... the list? Shammers. Is Shamak the new Kevin Mabbott? Kevin Mabbott? What does that mean? I'm not entirely sure. Kevin Mabbott had really nice hair. (laughs) But Shamak doesn't. He was Gary Mabbott's less evil brother, obviously. Uh, Kevin Mabbott was a very... I don't know know what his... Kevin Mabbott didn't play as many games as he should have because he was out injured as often as he was was in. Maybe that's the point. I can't see what connection is. That's always the point. The one Kevin Mabbott goal that stands out is a game against Charlton in front of about 8,000 people on a really muddy pitch where they've all got stuck on the pitch and he he was... In that, he never quite... He was one of those players... It was a bit like Matt Janssen, Kevin Mabbott, in that we were really pleased when we first got him. But he never quite turned into the full field his potential. So mm. again, Shimak, we keep forgetting Shimak's here. From what Keith Millen's told us, and what Damien Delaney mentioned, that Pardew seems to really like Shimak. So if we can get him fit, he will. Yeah, but we've been wanting him fit for ages. But, where would you, but again, where would you fit him in that? Would you play him as a big strike? Ten at the moment, like when you punched a little bit out of form. Yeah, maybe punching. You could maybe then accommodate on the wings because I think a a few of the wingers haven't been in great form recently either, and it would give him an opportunity to shine in a slightly different position. So I think there'd be a place for him. It's just the I think if you're going to make a case for one of those strikers, perhaps not playing for Palace again, and albeit for reasons completely outside of of his and the club's control, it would probably be Shamat because you know every time he comes back, it's for only sort of ten minutes at a time. Yeah. Well, they are looking. Keith said that they're looking for if there's an underlying reason for that hamstring mm. that keeps going. But again, Shimak, he probably would have put pressure on Zayati, was it, without fouling him? Because Shimak, what he's played, puts a lot of puts a real shift in on. He does, pressure. Yeah, he's also he very, very clever football. Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. He's a lot cleverer. Yeah. Yeah. We give him people give him credit for. Yeah, he is. Um, okay, the next question is from John Dodds. Hi, John. Hi, John. He says, we have scored one goal in five games other than penalties. Mm. Anyone, good stat. Anyone, that's a very good stat. Mm. Anyone think we've got a problem there? He then goes on to add, maybe Suli Kai Kai is the answer after his loan. Well, you started so well with that question. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to give you real credit for the analysis, but it's the solution that you found that it's probably not right. It, well, it's, 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 it's a thing we talk about nearly every pod. It's, yeah. it's, it's a problem, we, you know, it's about having... A centre forward, you know, you can have all the skill and all the wondrous down the wings and great midfield, but you need that you need that chap up front, don't you? And I mean, Kai Kai is a Palace striker scoring goals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a completely different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and you, you want to see young fish, players right? given a chance, but you want to see them given a chance probably in League Cup games or FA Cup games, and you wouldn't want him. It's a lot of pressure on his shoulders yeah, as well. Like he's clearly got a lot of ability, so it's perhaps not as ridiculous as just my first facetious answer said. But it is a lot of pressure for him. And there are there are two things to that. In in that you know we're getting in the box to win the penalties, and they're not they're not dives. They're the result of positive play. Yeah. But it's not just the lack of a, a sort of focal point central striker. It's also the fact that as we keep saying, the midfield don't get in the box enough. Yeah. The decisions that the strikers are making. Are frustrating quite often. I, yeah, I suspect that we will probably will spank somebody sooner or later, four or five. But at the moment, we are we are struggling to score goals. But we are still, we don't shoot them half the time. Well, do we, we don't. Yeah, and if we do, we tend to be. Yeah, Balassi's got a real. He really likes that cutting in on her and putting mm. that right foot shot. Yeah. But we are still getting points. I mean, that's again. I think we should have. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. We're not nitpicking because this is, is an, uh, an issue. But we're six in the Premier League and we're still getting points and we are getting goals. Albeit from different sources, uh, and we've got a penalty taker that you can rely on and, and trust. Mm. 
and you know this it just looks like really look like a really 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 good work in progress it just needs a couple of extra things to make which it, is yeah but which, which is great which, which is, is fine, fine. Yeah. which is fine we would be happy if we were 12th 13th for this stage of the season yeah. you know, you still, look, look at the teams we're above we're above Liverpool we're above Everton we're above Tottenham yeah you know so it's, it's we're having a really good season and it will continue it still it's feels just, like uh, progress we're still yeah, yeah it does it's and, there's, and, there's, and there's a lot of there's a lot of progress there's a lot of yeah. changes to be made yeah, there, exactly, there, yeah. there are things that can basically we can yeah. sit here for hours on end yeah. talking about it and that's a good thing hmm. it'd be boring if we started going it's all brilliant yeah and it's a measure of our progress <laughs> which, which, which yeah, it was yeah, after yeah, the West Ham yeah, game yeah. West sorry the West, yeah. the West Brom game and it's a measure of our, prog- our progress at how frustrated we are but again yeah. I think we should constantly remind ourselves of the, How, dis- the yeah. distance we've travelled. Well, I think yeah. I think we yeah. I think I think we do. <laughs> okay, um, we keep pinching ourselves. Okay, one area we haven't we haven't talked about is goalkeepers and Martin the Shepherd's dog. Hi Martin. Hi Martin. Wow, has, long name. Uh, given yeah, this question, you're using a lot of your characters up already. Yeah. Haven't you? Yeah. But again, well, no, his name is Martin, and his Twitter handle is the Shepherd's dog. Oh, I just thought I'd throw it in there. No, no, thanks. Yeah, I was oh, slightly confused. So he's probably Collie then, is it? Yeah. He's put, having now seen Hennessy finally have to make a save, obviously two clean sheets against Watford and West yeah, Brom, yeah. not really much to do. Um, does he now deserve to be our number one? Anyway. I've still got big question marks about his the, the manner in which he reacts sometimes in some of his footwork. There was a header in the first half that we spoke about didn't we where he wasn't getting anywhere near that to was, it that um, was second half second Sacco, half Sacco, yeah, Sacco's yeah. header hit the post yeah. Yeah. header and he just he does sometimes seem to react slowly but he's no worse than any of the other two guys that are there I don't think I think they're all fairly even level to be perfectly honest and at the moment he's the one who's got the, the shirt and I now sound like a tabloid journalist who's coming out <laughs> with a series <laughs> of, of <laughs> cliches and truisms so I uh, thank you very much good night well I think the answer is he is our number one is 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 yes. the answer and is he's not somebody I worry about I'm not unhappy about that I think he's no. a decent keeper and although it's been very claim from that cross that came just before they scored um, which I think was heading to the far post for Carroll uh, showed you know better handling than McCarthy has at times this season yeah. so yeah. It, you know until he makes a sort of howler of a mistake and I've, I've still got question marks at, about him as a sort of an all round goalkeeper but until he makes a you know a howler of the, the type that McCarthy's probably made he has, he has got a then. great back four in front of him yeah he has, he has I, think yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. I think you yeah, the circumstances of the last five minutes of Saturday's game are different defensively and bear in mind the, you know, the defence is still short of two first choice players yeah. you would imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. although Hangelan probably is first choice now but certainly right back and yeah. So also, I, again, I only saw this on, on goals on Sunday, having not seen it during the game, but uh, Lanzini's goal, the second goal, Dan go, sort of goes to clear it and kicks it onto Lanzini's leg. Yeah, Do you yeah. see that? So, mm. Again, a bit, bit unlucky. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, one yeah. of those things. It's a bit it's cheap well. by, uh, yeah. I thought, Kelly at the far post as well, to be honest. He, he's, he's barged off a little bit. He's, I know Carroll was very big, mm. very physical and great in the air, but Martin Kelly isn't small. And I felt he was he was kind of a little bit weak in how he, he challenged Carroll at the far post. But maybe I, that's I, just me. I, I, think, well, I, also, but I, think, I think you have to bear in mind how difficult it is defending for 45 minutes when you're down to 10 men. Carroll was fresh and he's it, mm. just a handful for anybody. Mm. So yeah, under normal circumstances, yeah, you would say that. But I think in, given it was three minutes from the end of a really hard game, you... Yeah, I don't think there's an issue with any of the back four at the moment, or with the players that come in. And yeah, Hennessy's probably not the best goalkeeper in the Premier League, but it's certainly not something he's to worry about. He's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, I think the, I think we have to accept that Julian 
may get a run out in the odd League Cup game mm. or the FA Cup game, but we've probably seen the last of him as well. Number one, we thought that we did sort of yeah. think. In we some actually of that thought that about two seasons ago. To be honest, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Andy Sands, hi Andy, hi, Andy. Uh, says, "What was Adrian saying to Kabai before he took the penalty? Did you see that? He was uh, psyching him out. Didn't he? Well, that's he's, he was he was doing the whole first half, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, to um, yeah, I'm sporting. Kale. Yellow card. Yeah, I also, I didn't. Not really. The referee was quite close to it, so he clearly mm. heard what was going on. I was a bit annoyed by Noble patting. Uh, Gale on the back for about 10 yards as he I don't like Noble well, when, he got, when he got sent off I didn't like that That looks, but again that's well, I think he was saying you've been hard done by to him wasn't he no, I think he was saying you feel free you do you think so do you think he was saying no, that I don't, I don't know it just looks looks patronising uh, which is unusual for my stand that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, what well, I, I don't know what he said to probably just trying to put him off. But I, just, I believe it, it, it was, it was probably telling him that he too was at the blind beggar that yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reference. Wow, Where's that come from? I'm here awake. Um, I've been away for three weeks researching. You see, yeah. oh, you've been to see the craze film? Is that what? No, not yet. No. Oh, I see. No, I don't really intend to either. So, where's the blind beggar reference? That watch film. About Is that a craze reference? Yeah, oh, the blind beggar. Was the, the blind beggar was the. What he's referring to is the pub, the blind beggar was where Jack the Hat McVitie, who was called Jack the Hat McVitie because he wore a hat. And like biscuits. There's great nicknames in those days. Yeah, yeah, really. Very clever they were back in the days. And everybody in the East End claims it's like the biggest pub in the East End because 450,000 people claim to have been in there that night. Don't okay. forget West Ham won the World Cup as well. So yeah, well we're not really in a position yeah, yeah. to uh, criticise nicknames when we had Dave Martin play for Palace, whose nickname was Microwave Dave. That's true. Because yeah. he likes microwave meals. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dave the Mod Madden. Yeah, because uh, he, he was like mod, the, like mod things. Mods. Yeah. 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 Well, I like that one. Yeah, I quite like yeah. that one as well, yeah. Uh, the next question is from Pete Constantinou. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. He's put, when are we going to draw our first game in the league this season? We're not. We're <laughs> just not going to draw one. Probably Leicester away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're not... I don't know. We, we don't, we don't really draw from. much, do we? We've drawn one game, I think, under Pardew ever in the Are we league, the only team in the Premier League that's not drawn a game? I don't know. I don't I'm think sure. Man City have drawn a oh, right. game, but yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. might just be Man City and, and Palace. Well, I, 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 I think Pardew's mentioned this before, but he, rather, he wants to be positive. You could go through the season unbeaten and get 38 points mm. if you draw all your games. It's like, I, I quite like the fact that we're... Mm. Cavalier. Yeah, Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. I don't know. We, we, we've Good got question. We, we, it shows a more positive intent than perhaps we've had in the past. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, but, like, but although the, the intention in the second half on Saturday was, was clearly that, to try to play a draw, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and to a certain extent, it was. It looked like it was yeah. going to work because the, we protected the, that space in front of the back four with Ledley and Jen that pretty well to the extent that they were resorting to long shots and it was only when they brought on Carroll and sort of slung it to the back post yeah. that they were able to pick up something off the knockdowns but yeah I mean that was clearly Pardew's intention in, in that match so maybe maybe we'll see it again all we need is one of our players to be particularly irresponsible get sent off quite yeah. early and then we'll have to try and defend something and get a draw could happen okay but it comes down to what sort of would you rather have a manager who goes into every game with the intention of winning it or would you rather have Pulis or hmm. Warnock who goes into every game with not not what not to losing. lose. Yeah, we'd I mean, we'd obviously rather have. Part. I mean, we've had yeah. that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And, and we got sick of that. I'd rather have my mum in charge than Warnock. Well, but it's working as well. We had this discussion after the West Brom game because, like, you know, Pulis keeps you up, and then his ambition is to keep you up again. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. we've got a manager now who wants to keep us up, but keep us up better and keep us up higher. And yeah, 
and then go yeah. get the England job. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah, well, funny you should say that yeah. because the next question comes from Jack Laws. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. And he says, Am I the only one slightly concerned about how much Pardew has been talking about the England job recently? Well, so is Sam Allardyce. So it's my favourite quote, recent Sam Allardyce saying, if I keep Sunderland up, I might be, uh, I might be uh, in line for the England job. Although he then came out with his usual... This time I'm next year, Rodders, will be millionaires. Oh, no. <laughs> but he, also, he then came out with his... If I was called Sam Allardyce, I'd have been offered the England job. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, he always, oh, of course he does. Um, Pardew... Pardew, <laughs> of course, he's, he gets asked about it. Of course he's yeah. going to talk about it. And he's an, he's, he, of course he wants the England job. He'd be alive if he said he yeah, didn't. He was, you would hope that any... Of course he wants it. I'd be annoyed yeah. if he said he didn't want it. Yeah. But he's, he, he's, he's not going to go until... Well, he's, he's not going to go. <laughs> well, there's nowhere else for Pardew to go, because the top, you know, the best one in the world, Liverpool looking for a new manager, wouldn't go for Pardew. Mm. No would Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. So the England job is his next ambition, quite rightly so, but I just think he's put too many people's noses out of joint at the FA with his antics on the touchline. Mm-hmm. Which again yeah. is one of the reasons why I think he's much calmer on the touchline than he has been in, in the past. Yeah, he's he's definitely, calm, he definitely you know. is, isn't he? I yeah. think he's I think he's sort of learned his lesson that he wants to be a good boy. But well, I, I also I think he I always think he wants to make a name for himself. I think he wants to become yeah. a legend. Hmm. I think right, so. and he's and he he knows he's got the ground swell of support there. He, and he knows he's got people who love him, hmm. yeah. and he knows he's off to a good start. You know, if if England do terribly in the European Championships and we get knocked out in the first round and you know then and then people calling for Hodgson's head and he goes then well, and, and, and we, do, and we do really well this season and end up in the top six or something like that then maybe we can start worrying I don't think we need to think about and it right it, now it, it's the only way that Palace players will get into England squad yeah, 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 that's just true. But to me, I, I think I think the FA have got it mapped out. I think Southgate or Neville or Neville, I, I think, think has been clearly, yeah. yeah, streamlined. For Which one? Yeah, both so, dream team. Both of them. The dream they're both team. Well, they're both doing the coaching Neville. thing now, aren't they? Mm. Um, the next question is from Charles Bake. Hi, Charles. Hi, Charles. He says, "Do you envy Bamford's hair?" <sighs> Tricky question, though. Yeah, yeah. Not really. No. If the hair, you mean money? Yeah. And the, uh, little bit. He can speak a few languages, can't he? He can. He went He's to Yale, didn't he? Boy, yeah. Yale. Oh, did, did he not yeah. turn Yale down? Well, did he turn Yale down? Oh, he turned Harvard down to play for to oh. play professional football. Something like that. He can speak a lot, lot of languages. He can say hair in a lot of different languages. <laughs> Which is what I'd like to be able to do. Maybe that's why he's not getting to the team because Shamak's locked him in the wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only room for one here in this. Yeah. No, I don't envy any anybody anymore. Um, no. I do. Um, next question is for. Oh, of course, I was, oh, I was forgetting the Matt uh, Matt Tassel. Oh, I was forgetting the whole. The, yes, that was a conversation that stays in Edinburgh. The next question is from Matt Tassel. Hi Matt. Hi Matt. Hi Matt. He says, "Is Clattenburg free to ref the next Rugby World Cup game?" Uh, yeah, I think we've. I think it's a good question. I think we've I almost think we've covered, covered both. Yeah, I should have asked earlier. Probably. No, well, it's very Denning, I, I saw yeah. saying in the in the Guardian today. He thought one of the reasons that we didn't get the sort of half, sort of half and half decisions from uh, Clattenburg. I mean, the fifty-fifty is not him wearing a scarf of some sort, but the fifty-fifty decisions were because we our fans decided to boo him on the sort of. Uh, Kickoff of the match, which I found a bit of a strange piece yeah. of analysis. Well, did we? No, he was booed when he when it's the first time I've I've never known that when yeah, yeah. when his name was announced yeah. at the beginning, just before he kicked off. 
Uh, he was booed. Wait, yeah. did they announce the referee's name yeah, before yeah. kickoff? Yeah, yeah. They the, yeah. the officials are the yeah. fourth official is. Oh, okay. The assistant he also has like fireworks. But then again, he's, 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 he's the most famous referee in the country. Everybody knows Canberra. He's Ed Sheeran's mate. Ed Sheeran's mate. Yeah, he is. I, it, of course, he's not biased. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. He's not biased, but it just—it's one of those referees you perceive him to be one who doesn't like palaces. I, whereas John Moss, for example, was a referee. I'm always really happy to see a referee in Palace because he seems to always give us the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You just seem to have to work really hard to get decisions out of Clattenburg at Sellers Park, hmm. and it doesn't. Yeah, referees are human beings. If he hears himself being booed, hmm. then. He but you hear Pards up because the fans are charting Clattenburg it's not about you and they were all about yeah. you and then Pards after the game said thought they were, they were, the fans are right about the ref today well but he just said that he's got the I think there's a really good uh, selection of younger referees coming up actually but Clattenburg is like Mike uh, Mike Dean he's Clattenburg's got that kind of shoulders back look at me I'm being really calm mm. I'm taking my time to do this sort of thing. Like you're right, with Wayne Rooney. Yeah, exactly, yeah, it is yeah. that kind of that kind of feel. And it, there is the, the fact is, it's like Grandpa used to. Grandpa was a mate of mine, but it, it was an ego thing with him. Mm. And it is with Clattenburg. There is an element mm-hmm. of that. It certainly is. Whereas younger referees coming through, like Anthony Taylor, John Moss, seem to be more content to just referee the game and, and get on with it. And Clattenburg, I think Clattenburg enjoys it a little bit. Of course, Genu- he does. I genuinely think he does. I mean, a bit too much, maybe. Yeah. All right, the final question then for this week's pod is from Lee McBride. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi. He's put, as Wednesday is Back to the Future Day. It is. October 21st, 2015. Oh, oh, really? yes. The so year that Martin McFly travelled forward to from in 1985. Film. In the film. So he gets his reference. Back to the Future. Christopher Isher was earlier. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. Lee says, if you had a time machine, where would you go to in Palace's past or future? And what would you do? Would you change something? Tell someone something, or just experience it. Wow! What would you do? Well, future's hard to. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> well, the uh, future. I would in the Champions future. League final, probably. The f- I would. The the four of us would would be flying to probably Madrid for the Champions League final in 2020. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we'd be playing. I don't know. We'd be playing probably maybe Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. And the fours would be going. We get first class flights, great hotel, <laughs> and we'd have an amazing meal. I know. Four really, of us. The four of us here. Really? Silly Kai Kai, we started out fighting you all know, I told you, Street. I told you. You have little faith. I was over no, Gail. I remember seeing Boys Own being interviewed on telly when somebody, they asked them the time machine question, and one of them said, I'd use it to avoid traffic getting home. <laughs> Brilliant. That's well, it. a lack of ambition there. <laughs> I don't know, maybe on a simple level, you'd go back to the start of the game on. Saturday until Gail to, to calm down, down, down a bit. Yeah, so yeah. get three points. Yeah. That's um, a, I think that's one of those. You know what I do? I, I go back in time and I, I'd make sure before the 1990 FA Cup final, yeah. the game before it, when Man United played, I'd say to whoever they were playing, Can you break Mark Hughes' leg? Yeah, please? I knew some of the Mark Hughes reference. Yeah. <laughs> because we were eight minutes from winning the FA yeah. Cup, and yeah. Mark Hughes. Uh, I think that's what most Palace fans are doing, wouldn't they? Yeah. No, no, I'd go yeah. back before the replay and say, Don't wear that stupid yellow and black kit. Yes, yes yeah, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Or I'd go back to Malcolm Allison and say, Leave the Claret Blue Stripes alone. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd go back to the nest and say that's quite a good one. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this year we could go on forever. Yeah, it's good. Go on, go on, go on. We could, could do a whole pod on this. Special one. summer pods, yeah. yeah we we'll do a special, special summer pod. Yeah, but it won't be yeah, back yeah. to the future day would have come and 
come and gum in it. So. Well, not if you get time, do it. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, yeah. no, you're playing. You're working oh, on levels. No, I yeah, can't yeah, yeah, you're on another level now. Andy, yeah. what would you do? Probably go back to the championship because I miss it so much. Oh, oh God. God. Come Jesus. on, mate. If you God. could go back to the day you met JD, what would you do? He would relive it all over again because it was such a great day. Oh, oh, look at them. Oh, oh, I've got a taste of something. That made great for him, not for me. Right, let's wrap up part two. In part three, we'll look forward to Palace's next game, which is away at Leicester City. So, join us in a bit. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Fabio Plan podcast. Yay! Uh, Pod 43. Wow. We've got Barnsley wow. away next week. Right. So, um, <laughs> I, and I couldn't be happier. Oh, do you? Think, think Darren Ambrose is fit. I can't, yeah. uh, <laughs> no way. I'm going to be able to park easily. The person's arm's going to be quiet. And I barely know JD yet. I can still cast You got your summer. wish from part two. I did. You know, Back in the championship. Let's get what I want. There is an anomaly in your time travel thing there in that uh, pod 43 was way before me and Ender's time. Was it? Yeah, That's and true, if yeah. we had travelled back in the past, both me and Enders would have avoided you. Like, the, yeah. if we'd seen you coming towards us, we definitely would not, not be on this podcast. Right. Yeah, no, thank no. you. Wow. Sounds like a great idea. And I probably wouldn't have unlocked the door yeah. in Putney when Kev said, "Please let me yeah. out." Fine. And I would have said, "Yeah, remember those songs you do in the future? <laughs> don't do them." Well, to be fair, we don't do them anymore. Yeah. So, no, you do because you're in Pod Forty Three. We've gone back in time. We're in the future. It's in the future. No, it's in the past. Yeah, we're in the past. Pod Forty Three. We're in the past or we're in the future? Okay. Well, no, we're in the past, but we're still somehow sponsored by two of our sponsors from the future. <laughs> I predict we'll be sponsored by Vector, Vector sewing. Printing. Vector Sewing at the moment. Vector Sewing. Well, and also JCIS, the non-global pre-search band. Yeah. Uh, they're oh. currently just local. They yeah. just. But I think they're going to get global. Start, yeah. think they're they're going to get global. I, 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 I think yeah. they're going to do really well. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. Really well, yeah. Good. Okay, so Palace have actually got... Who have we got? Nestor away. Yeah, well, in five um, years' time. Which, why are we looking forward to a game in five years' time? Well, I think we should just be bold and we should just look to the future. Leicester less, less away does sound like a championship game midweek, it does, doesn't yeah, it? It probably, <laughs> we probably were playing in about yeah, five years ago. Um, There's no way they'll ever run the areas manager. What are you talking about, yeah. that idiot? Tinker well, I mean, yeah, he'll never get another job in football. Yeah. Not after he got yeah. sacked by someone who, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> Leicester City I mean we've we've had a great start to the season but Leicester seem to be defying all odds don't they they're very well they're doing really well yeah Yeah. with Ranieri I think a lot of us thought I I will happily admit I thought he was a terrible decision Mm. I was really pleased they made that decision because I thought they would be one of the teams Mm. battling out below us but it's turned out really well it's one that I really find it hard to predict what's going to happen on Saturday I just the only thing is Leicester probably going to put the Kybosh in this but Leicester don't seem to have had two good halves in the game so far. Mm. They, they're a second half. They're a second half team, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they chased. They've been. And it's brilliant that they, they, you know, coming back second half. But they, I think again, I think it'd be a game like Saturday's was. I mean, really open yeah. game with two teams going for it. I, gee, I don't know. I, just, I, just, I think punching would probably be if Vardy's getting in the England team. Punching should be getting the. Well, Vardy score, has so. scored seven in. Seven or scored, no, ten in ten now. He's scored yeah. ten in ten. He is. I mean, he is. Vardy, he's a bit of a nuisance, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He really is. Yeah. yeah. Red thirteen. Goals, he? Yeah. Red thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Red or black, Vardy. Red or black. <laughs> <laughs> I meant on the pitch. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's scored a lot of goals, and he does make. You know, he, he doesn't stop running, and it will give our centre backs quite a lot to think about on 
Saturday. Sat on Saturday, Saturday. yeah. Um, and you can't really give him too much time in the box because he's shown that he can actually finish as well. But I've been quite surprised that Mahrez hasn't been getting in their team a mm. bit more. He seems to be starting on the bench a lot, which seems to be quite bizarre given that he's been a massive bright spark for them. I mean, you do kind of wonder whether or not they can sustain it over the course of a whole season because um, you sort of look throughout their squad and there's some good footballers there, but you wouldn't say there's sort of a huge amount of exceptional ones, but maybe they're just like they, us. They, they, you know, they, got, so they could probably say the same about us. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, Vardy's... Uh, it's like uh, Shane Long's goal against Germany. It just Vardy proves that for all the tactics and technical stuff we talked about the Premier League, mm. the long ball is really, really hard to defend sometimes. And Vardy, yeah, we talked about Gale extensively. Vardy just puts himself around the whole of the pitch, covers yeah. the back four, making sort of a nuisance of himself without getting booked. You know, there are ways to do it, and he's he's a sort of player you hate playing with somebody else, but you love in your side. But just you know, I I think there's two teams that. Nobody expected to be in the top six, along with West Ham, which is a good thing for football. Mm. I, and I say, I, I find it really hard to predict what's going to happen. It's the only thing I want to have is not to lose. Because I hate for us to lose two games on the trot. I don't want to see people's head. And then we've got Man United after that as well, which is going to yeah. be, be a tough game. What, um, so it'll be interesting to see what team he picks because it, it was interesting as well that people were not moaning but pointed out that it was was it the first time he picked the same eleven. Possibly two games running, possibly, which set know. alarm bells ringing for some people, which is odd. Yeah, because he does, but he does like to shake things up, and he does. Yeah, he does. Of, yeah. And there was, I think, I thought for the first 15, 20 minutes on Saturday, there was a slight air of complacency about us. That really? Yeah, a little, just a little bit. Maybe which arrogance? Which, no, no, not arrogance at all, but just complacent, just maybe starting to believe their own publicity a little bit. And Even maybe, though it was West Ham, and they yeah, I think, I think so. Good away from home. But then previous weekend so. West Brom, we said yeah. we, we were sort of happy that there wasn't there, was it? That yeah. was very professional yeah. sort of performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you guys do? Obviously, there's no Gale because he's suspended. So, what would you guys do in light of that situation? Who starts up top for you? Campbell for me. I think it's going to have to be Campbell. Wow. Uh, I've never been saying that. Well, well, I know. I didn't think I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Sacco. Bare bones we're down to, aren't we? Really. Sacco. I should possibly could be Sacco. Sacco's, yeah. The ball will come back too quickly off Sacco as well, I think. You see? I'm, I'm not. Wang, I'm, but he's got power. Campbell. He's got power. Yeah, he's got, got power. Pace. Pace. I don't yeah. think the ball will come back any quicker off Sacco than it would do off Campbell. Campbell, to mm. be perfectly honest. I think we can rule out what sort of system we want to play. We can rule out Yannick, can't we? I'd it doesn't, like it doesn't work, so. does it? Does I don't think not? it works, but you know. It might be because he tried it. Was it Man City? We didn't really play with any sort of central striker at all. We just sort of rotated the front four. Yeah. It was yeah, quite effective yeah. in the first half. Uh, I don't know. I think the fact is that Leicester are a, a, a very good side going forward, but obviously conceded a lot of goals. So. Mm. Would you guys pick the rest of the team, keep, keep the rest of it as it is? Well, I think I don't see Rosa Wilf and well, I don't know. Not particularly pressed with Wilf and Yala, so you know, do you shake it up? But then, what are your other options? Well, again, this is another conversation. Maybe our squad isn't as deep as we thought it was three or four weeks ago. But he's got a decision to make when when Ward is back and fit. Yeah, but I don't. I think the back four will stay as it is. Mm. Keeper will stay as it is. Goodbye and McCarthy will stay as it is. Punch up. I mean, yeah. Punch has got to be in there, hasn't he? I would have thought so. I, you know, well, unless I think, you, unless I think you for lack of options, yeah. Well, unless he goes and stiffens the midfield again and brings Ledley in for punch, I don't you know. Yeah. Or maybe Ledley and McArthur and Kabai playing in front of them for once. Mm, maybe. Uh, but okay. it's, yeah. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see what Pardew does. I don't think Pardew he'll just does. go like one, five with Cam and Fraser Cam One thing we do yeah. know is that Pardew will go up there to win the game. Yeah. He won't go there to try and get a draw. So yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think that he would keep Wilf and Yala in there because, you know, when they're on fire, they can tear anybody apart. And, you know, after the disappointments of Saturday, hmm. I'd like to think that this week in training, and the re- yeah, I think they'll, they'll be up for it. I'd like to think they could just go there and turn Leicester over. Pretty exciting. It'd be a great result. I'd, I'd, I'd suspect one of either Yala or Wilf won't start. Mm-hmm. I, 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 think think the same, I think the same thing. I think you're probably right, but I don't know who will play mm. instead or how he'll do it. But mm. I, I suspect that might be. That's well, I think the people are listening for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm well, excited because of the lack of options. It's tricky to know, isn't it? I think Sacco will definitely start somewhere on Saturday. I think so too. I think yeah. possibly up front as well. But yeah. anyway, we will see what happens. Um, thank you for being on the pod, folks. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us. You're welcome. Really um, nice of you. Thank yeah. you, uh, listeners. Thank you for listening. We will see you after next week's game against Leicester City. Mm. So bye. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Sports Social Podcast Network.